This is a shock podcast. Shock. The C word with Callista. The G word episode one was a wild ride. G standing for ghosts, of course, which uh, many members of the family seem to have experienced. A very special Halloween edition of the C word with Callista broken down into two episodes for the month of October. And this episode, we'll be hearing stories of the paranormal, the supernatural and the unexplainable from my aunt Sheila, my 13-year-old cousin Layla, and starting with my cousin Gary. Hi, Gary. Hello there. Calista, thank you for having me. Yeah, you've actually got quite a few because like Emma had like two or three, Lisa had two or three, but you said like you've got what, five or six? Uh, about five, yeah. I, I, You know, something recent happened as well, which is quite funny. We can get to that a bit later. Yeah, but I've got about five little stories. Okay, okay. So which one you want to start with? It's me and your mother, actually, uh, Maria. Many years ago, I was about a teenager, and the incident she was telling us the other night when somebody grabbed her leg. Well, me and your mom, I don't know if she actually remembers this, but she was down at our house, just having come to see the family, and we were both sitting on the sofa, and in between us, the actual cushion that you sit on went in as if someone was sitting there. Yeah, and I don't know if your mom remembers this, but... We looked at each other and we was like, did you feel that? And you could, you actually felt the indentation in, in between us. Could you see it as well? I can't remember if we, if we saw it, but we felt the set, the sofa get down in the middle, you know. Oh, and it was and like it between you and my mom. Yeah. And uh, if, if I remember, there was like an actual normal gap, normal space that you'd have. It was a free sofa, free seater sofa, as I recall. Yeah. So wow. that was one incident and that kind of spooked us out, but... You know, we didn't look into that one. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that was kind of uh, my first experience, I would have thought. Well, actually, it was my first experience. The other one you, you, I've heard you saying on the show here is about the lady. Uh Uh-huh. Well, my experience with that was the same. Um, One night I was in bed and I was woken up Uh and I saw this lady at the bottom of the bed sitting there on the bottom of the bed. And and clearly see that she was a, a lady probably in the 70s at the time. The only way I can describe her, she had great, lovely, grey permed hair, curly hair. Okay. And, and thick framed black glasses. And she was looking at me and she had a black shawl. Uh-huh. Uh, she had one of those on. And at the same time, my mother was coming up to bed. You had the living room and it was an open plan room and she was coming up the stairs to to go to bed and she heard me talking to someone. Anyway, the following morning, I said to her, was you in my room last night talking to me? Because I was kind of confused because I, I couldn't, obviously it didn't look like mum, but that's what I said at the time. And she said, yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me. A few years later, we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, that, that lady you, you saw wasn't me. She said, I had to tell you it was me at the time because you were young, but that wasn't me. How old were you at the time? I was probably, I was probably about 10 or 11 years old. Okay. Exciting stuff to hear now, but at the time, obviously pretty, pretty, pretty spooky. But I heard Emma say the other night, um, <sighs> the lady she, she saw, the lady called Gladys. Yeah. That description fits the description I saw. On on the day on the day after when I was speaking to mum about it, I was given the description there, and she said, "Yes, that was your grandmother," but I don't think it was grandmother from from the Williams side. I'm not sure. So okay. that was uh, my experience there. You know. Do Do you remember what she said to you? No, I must have just been hello, how how are you doing, kind of thing. You know. But mum, 
clearly heard me talking to someone from from outside of the room. That's all I can recall on that one, you know. So, yeah, okay. that was that one. The other one, it's about Cousin Darren. And okay. it was in the summertime. Um, I was working at a, a, a car auction site. And my job was to appraise the vehicle. Okay. Checking the car over before it goes on, on for sale. I, I was in this car doing my job there. And something made me look behind into the passenger seat. And I recall clearly seeing Cousin Darren going through one side of the car and going out. Just passing um, through. Yeah, just passing through. And it made me think, but I clearly saw him with, um, he used to always wear like a brown shorts, woolen jacket with the big collars and like silk buckles on it or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And he had that on. I was quite excited at the time. It brought a smile to my face, but... I went up to the um, the top of the, the yard where we was working and I said to a couple of people, I was just having an experience like, but they obviously they uh, they thought I was uh, making things up. But mm. I clearly believe that I saw Cousin Darren that, that morning. Oh, wow. Were you close to him? Me and Darren were very close, actually. Yeah, we lived quite close to each other. So, yeah, we used to see each other quite regular and our ages were not too far apart. Mm, so it's just kind of like passing through saying hi or like probably yeah there was a prank no, I can't recall <laughs> yeah I can't recall any kind of talking or anything like that you know on, on my part literally two seconds a quick out the back you know mm-hmm. nice well, I, I clearly remember that because it was a, like I said it was a it was a summer's day and it was warm but he was passing through with his coat on and I, I clearly remember this coat yeah definitely how long after he had left us was this it might have been five or six years Okay. That was a happy moment for myself. Yeah, I'm sure it, it must really have been was. nice. Yeah, it really was. Really was. So yeah, um, you know, that's something I'll I'll always remember as well. And then you said you've got a story about your mom, right? Yeah, as um, yeah, I have. Um, as we all know, mum was very um, talented. I would say <laughs> she was the gifted in, in, one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, most most certainly, and um, you know, on occasions she used to do the um. The, uh, the automatic writing. Mm-hmm. And um, one day she was doing this. We wasn't aware. Well, I wasn't aware. Me and Keith, which is my my uh, stepfather, we was there. And mum was doing this writing. And all I recall, she was in like a trance. And again, it was a summer's day. And all of a sudden, everybody went very cold. Ooh. Very cold. And mum said, it's okay. It's okay. She was doing this writing. And she said, it's okay, your granddad, um, granddad Williams, has come here to make a visit. Oh. And so, again, it brings smiles to your face. Yes, and that's, again, a moment I will always remember. She was. She said that while she was still in the trance or when she came out of the trance? When I say she was in the trance, she was just concentrating. Mm. On Uncle Walt, uh, Wally would know. Um, you just go ahead with the, the writing, you know. You're not actually writing it yourself. It's coming through the spirit's. So they're writing, you know. So she wasn't so much in a trance. It was concentration, really, you know. So, yeah, she was saying that you, your your granddad is here and he's come to make a visit. Do you remember what uh, she she actually wrote when she was doing the automatic writing? No, I, I I did have a look at the writing at the time. It must have been about an A4 size of paper she was, she'd written, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't recall what was written, though. In Nellie Williams' house many years ago, well, I had, I had a... A similar encounter there, in, and in the same area, the cloakroom area, oh. as they were saying. Uh-huh. Well, as a teenager, um, I used to go around, and Aunt Karen used to have this small room there, 
by the front door as a music room. So it was quite funny. You you go there and you'd literally have to knock on the door before you entered um, okay. in, into Cameron's room. Uh, and we just listened to records. She had a massive record collection. And a few of us will remember those moments when we used to go around and spend most of Saturday listening to the records with Cameron, you know. Like I say, you had to knock. Otherwise, <laughs> I think Cameron would get quite upset if we didn't knock before we entered, you know. Understandably well, and- so. <laughs> Yes, yes. But um, the encounter I had was I was leaving the room one day for a break or or to go home or something, and I too saw this um, figure from behind going in front of me, going towards the cloakroom area. Mm. And all I recall, yes, all I recall was a, a tall gentleman figure completely in black clothes, long black hair, and the only way I can describe it is like a pirate, Captain Hook, that kind of figure from behind. Very, very black, very dense, very thick. And it just walked for a couple of seconds and disappeared into the, um, in the, in the cloakroom area. I can't recall it going through the wall or something, but it just disappeared. Wow. And I, I, I think I went back to Cameron and said, I just experienced something in that. So whether that was before Emma and Lisa saw that, I don't know. That'd be um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting to like kind of match up the timeline. Yeah, yeah. They so, said they said it was not long after like Nanny and Darren had left. Okay, yeah. Well, mine was I was in my teenagers, like I say, and I was around there most Saturdays. Mm, so that was um, before then. I would have thought, yeah. And uh, you've got one last story, I think. Yeah, one last story. It's um, it, it's it's not really a spooky story. It happened very recently. Came home from work, and I've got um a small kitchen area, so I decided to cook some fish, put it on the grill. Mm-hmm. I've I've came into the the living area, the living room, put the TV on, sat down, started watching the TV. All of a sudden, I could see that the grill. He's on fire. Okay. So what I've been having recently, and it happens every night, whether it's electrical fault, I don't know, but if I've got the kitchen lights on, every now and again, about 20 minutes or so, the lights go out on their own, and they come back on after about three or four minutes, something like that, mm-hmm. and that happens. But what spooked me out is during that time of the fire, the lights stayed on. But uh, I, de- I decided to – I saved a bit of the fish because you can't waste food. I decided to save a bit of the fish. It was although it was it was burnt and crispy, and I ate that. But while I was eating it, the lights went out. But like I say, what spooked me out is when the fire was going, mm-hmm. the lights were on. So I, I felt that was a kind of a safety thing. Yeah. So it, these lights they go off. Like, like I say, they go off every night, and that's the only place they go off in the in the uh, in the flat here. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, asked anyone to check it or the, the yeah, management? Yeah, I've asked my landlord. My, mm-hmm. my landlord, I've told him about it um, about three weeks ago. It's been going on for about two or three months, but I decided to mention it to the landlord. But I said, you know what, it hasn't been happening recently, but if it continues, I'll certainly let you know. Every night they go out and they come back on automatically and they go off. But when the fire was ablaze on the grill, the light stayed on. Wow. So I felt like that was a safety thing. So whether that's somebody that's passed is keeping an eye on me here, I don't know. But but when they go out, you don't feel like it's creepy. You just feel like, oh. Um, 
I did it first. Got a picture as well, a, a quite a large canvas, which I had in the living room here. And when I first moved in, nearly every night I was looking at this picture and it was kind of slanted. But I think that was just me knocking it as I was walking past. But anyway, I've, just, I've now got the picture in my uh, bedroom. And it, and it stays as it is. But I don't know. You, you, you know, you never know. Somebody could be here watching over me. I don't know. That would but be no, nice. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, of course. Um, I'm not spooked out about it. But um, if there's electrical faults, then obviously I'll, I'll get it checked out. Yeah. Be careful with that grill. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I will, Clister. Certainly. I hope uh, we all experience many more. Back with the G Word, a collection of ghost stories. This time I'm with my Aunt Sheila. Hi! <laughs> and you were saying you've got three different stories? Yeah. I'll give you the good ones first, I think. Okay, yeah, I think so. um, The first one is, obviously, it involves Johnny again. Um, I think a lot of our stories involve him because, at the end of the day, he was the first member of our family to lose. Mm. And when we lost him, it was, I think it was such a shock to everybody. So he was, he was on everybody's mind anyway. But six months down the line when we lost him, I wasn't in a very good place. It was very sad. I still never really got over his death. Probably still have it now uh, after all these years. And I th- thought about him, you know, 24-7. And then this one day I was in bed and I was a bit sad. And I'd been crying, you know, and I kept on thinking of him. And then I had this, um, this sense of feeling that someone was there. Uh, watching over me and I sort of I don't know if I was asleep or if it was all in my mind I don't know but I sort of opened my eyes and he's there and Johnny's standing there at the bottom of the bed and he's in the suit that we buried him in and he looked lovely he did and he never frightened me he made me feel at ease if I'm honest Uh, but he kept on putting his hand out and he kept on sort of waving into me enough to say come with him I think he was trying to say I can see that you're not happy I can see that you're sad why don't you come with me and I'll make you happy? Uh, but I've got, I had two young children at a time. And I think a part of me wanted to go with him. I mean, I know it sounds a bit corny, but a part of me wanted to go with him because I loved him to bits. Uh, mm. We were very, very close. And yes, I did want to be with him. Uh, but then I've got two children to think about. And I just says, no, Johnny, I can't come with you yet. I'm not ready. And he just faded away. He just sort of, you know, went into the mist and mm. faded away. And when he went, I felt a sense of relief. I felt happy. And he took all my sadness away, if I'm honest. And after that, I sort of got a little bit better because for about six months, I was in um, I was in a, a, a daze. We were all in shock of losing him anyway. Mm-hmm. And we just, just couldn't believe he'd gone. So whether it is all in the mind, I don't know. But I actually, I did actually see him. I know I did see him. So he was just, I think he's my guiding angel. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it, we always go on well. And I think he was there to protect me. You could see I wasn't happy. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the first one. The second one uh, involved my ex-mother-in-law, Lisa's and Emma's nan. Uh-huh. Uh, I got on very well with her. I'd be, I've been divorced. I was married to Steve at the time. And we were living in uh, Aircroft. And um, it was about 11 o'clock on the night. And I got like this standard lamp. And it kept on flicking this light as if you know when the bulb's going to go and it keeps on flicking mm-hmm. so it kept on flicking and I thought oh god what's going on there and it frightened me a little bit so I thought well, I turned all the lights off and I went to bed and the next morning Emma found me up to say that a nan had passed a nan had died about quarter past 11 so that was about 15 minutes after I seen this these lights flashing oh. but apparently before she died she kept on asking about me and saying, um, hey, Sheila, and tell Sheila I'll have the children. And so she, I was on her mind. So whether it was a connection 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know because we got I've gone on very well with her, and I do think she was sending me a sign to say that she was she was passing on. Mm-hmm. So so that was a nice experience. Also, um, the fact that you like it scared you a bit, like yeah, and it wasn't just oh I knew, the I lights knew it going out. Right. Yeah, yeah, I knew I knew it just it, it, it just gave me a sense that something wasn't right, and mm. it was spooky. If I'm honest, I think she was trying to get to me to give me a sign to say. You know, I'm going now, I'm at peace. Yeah. Uh, and I still think about you and I love you and all that. Because, you know, even though we were divorced, I still got on with it very well. And the lamp uh, was fine after that? Yeah, after that, yeah. I still think of her after all these years. I still think of her a lot. And and also the experience we've had, I think we've all had it um, since we lost Patty and June, is that every now and again we go out and there's a Robin on the side. Oh. Uh, you know, and we've all seen, I mean, when, when Patty passed, we all went over uh, the day she passed, and then um, we went down to a pub to have a, a bit of a, a talk. And that there was me, Barry, and Karen, not far from where uh, Patty lived. And this um, Robbie kept on, you know, he was on, he was on the ledge of the wall, and he kept on, you know, trying to talk to us. Oh. And Karen said, "That's Patty, that is," because they say that, don't they? You know, we were Robbie, and he said, "It's a sign." And I do believe that that that's true, you know. So. Uh, yeah, Ka- Karen actually mentioned when we went down to Beaudley last time, she said there's always a Robin that comes over and she, yeah, on a, she on always a, on the perch, thinks it's yeah. uh, Patty coming to check the garden. Yeah. Patty watching over her, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do believe that as well. So it's just what you believe in really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that was it really. And the bad one is, oh, it's not very nice, this one. Emma used to live with me and... Um, she lost her first child, as you know, stillborn, mm-hmm. Jessica. And uh, we had a funeral and she brought the hashes back to, to our house and she kept um, her ashes in the wardrobe. She did, she she couldn't let go of them for a while. Um, and this one weekend she wasn't there and um, I slept in her bed. And all of a sudden I'm lying in bed and, and, and my duvet, for some reason my duvet was going getting tight and tight. I don't know if I was asleep. I don't know if I was awake. I honestly don't know about that. But anyway, I've had this experience. Somebody's trying to sit on the bed and, and, and won't let me get the duvet off. So I'm having this, sort of this panic attack, trying to push this duvet off me and it just wouldn't come. And then all of a sudden I've looked in the sea, looked up at the ceiling and there's this baby flying around the ceiling i've got to get upset now and um, i think it was jessica and she was flying around the ceiling it wasn't a very nice experience but then i sort of she was swimming like around the ceiling and, I, and i'm trying to get out the bed and i can't get out the bed mm-hmm. uh, the duvet is too heavy so i've sort of sat up and then this there's this old woman at the bottom of the bed but it wasn't a nice old woman it was like it's like a ghost i suppose like a, a, an awful ghost and she turned around she's got long Great hair, and she's got like a white thing over her, and she was sort of staring at me. And it was well, it was it was a ghost, but it wasn't a nice ghost. You know, I'm trying to say it wasn't my mom, it wasn't my nan. I don't know what it was, and she was sort of I don't I can't. It was it was just a weird experience. So mm-hmm. I've managed to pull jump out of bed and throw the duvet off, and I've I've gone back into bed, my other bed in in the other room. Uh, and then the next morning when Steve's got up. He's obviously gone into the bedroom, the spare bedroom where Emma sleeps, or the, the door was open. And the bed, the duvet was all over the floor. Pillars was all over the floor. And he came into me and says, what happened with you last night in that bed? And I said, why? And he said, it's the right mess. And it's as if somebody somebody gathered everything up and just threw it. Um, so that wasn't a very nice experience. So when Emma came home, 
I told Emma about it and I said, you need to put Jessica to rest. I do believe she was trying to tell me because her ashes was in the wardrobe mm-hmm. and she just never put it to rest. And I said, you need to put it to rest and put her at peace because she's not at peace at the moment. And this woman was trying to tell me, you know, she needs to do that. And um, and then we did about two or three, about two or three days after, we shattered her ashes over a granddad's grave. Everything went okay. But it, it was like a nightmare. And I think that's what that's what it was with Jessica. And after that... Everything was okay. Was at peace with it. Did Emma ever say she experienced anything like that? No. No, I don't think she did. No, no, she never. Not a, not a bad one anyway. I think it's because the ashes was in the bedroom I was sleeping in, and Emma wasn't sleeping there. I think obviously when Emma was there, Jessica was at peace. But because I'm, although I was a nan, I think I might have been like a different sort of former body that you know Jessica see, and um, she didn't like it. You know, she was trying to tell me get out of my mum's bed, you know, and stuff like that. But it, it was an awful. Awful experience, and it, it was frightening, frightened the life out of me, did. So it was a nightmare, I should imagine. I was going to say, so, um, this is the first time someone has said that they've had an experience that I experienced. I don't know whether you listened to the podcast I did with Uncle Wally last year. Yes, I did, yeah. But I mentioned one when Karen came over. Yeah, yeah. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah, I Except thought that. that yeah, it yeah. was screaming. That was it, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know who it was, though, did you? It was a man. No, it was a it was a lady. Oh, it's an a old lady. lady. It was an old lady, uh, and mm. I couldn't really see because I could only open my eyes slightly. That's I could it, see yeah. the shadow. It was like longish hair. Yeah, and just kind of like over me, just like screaming, and like oh, the no. screaming yeah, was echoing how, in my that's head. How this one was, yeah. And it, yeah. the only time I've had it was when I slept in the same room as Karen. So I'm not sure whether Karen's yeah. had any experience with it. She has had one, but she doesn't really like to talk about it. But that one that, that Bob, you and I have experienced, it was. Um, I mean, it's like a witch, if you want to say it like that. She looked like a witch. That's what I felt. Got, yeah, yeah. She got no teeth, but I don't know why she was there. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Oh wow! I mean, those were those were definitely intense. Do you have any more? We went away for the weekend. I was with Steve, and then we we took our dog, and we went into this pub, um, and we had, we had, had a drink. And this this gentleman walked in the pub, and he kept on looking over at me and Steve and uh, Tag, uh, and obviously we thought he he liked the dog. So you know, anyway, he came over and uh, he just sat down and started talking to us. And all of a sudden, he says to me, he says uh, he kept on looking at me. He says to me, he says um. I can tell you when it's your birthday or the day to your birthday. I went, oh, okay, then. Go on, then. And he, and he said, just give me a couple of minutes to think. I've got nothing. You know, sometimes you can get a chain with your data. I've got nothing like that on. And he says, uh, it's the 19th. Yeah, okay, then. I never I never said yes or no. I just says, okay. He said, I'll tell you what month it is. And Steve's sitting there. He's freaking out. And he says, it's either March or April. I went, yeah, okay, then. He said, am I right? I went, yes, you are. It's the 19th of April. He says, um, he said, I don't need to get frightened now, he said, and what I'm going to say to you, he said, but there's a lady standing behind you. He said, I can see her. I went, okay. Uh, he says, and she's, uh, she keeps on saying, she's saying to you, she said, I know you can't eat, she, but she's saying to you, uh, I know you're not happy. She said, sort your life out. I went, oh. So in that time, Steve's got up and gone outside because he doesn't believe in anything. He didn't believe in anything like that. He, he, he sort of freaked him out. Um, and then this chap says to me, he said, is he all right? Because I said, yeah. I said, he doesn't believe in anything like this. I said, but I do. He says, yes, I know you do. He said, I can sense it. He said, I can sense. He said, I'm like a medium. He said, I can sense that you've got 
the gift or something like that. I went, okay then. And then he said a few more little things. I can't remember what he says. And then Steve came back and he says to me, he says, um, I can tell you the name of the lady standing behind you. Would you like me to tell you? I went, yeah, go on then. He said, the name's Rose. I went, oh, and I started to get a bit upset then, choked on. I don't know what she is to you. And I never told him it was my mum. He said, the name's Rose. She, she's actually got her hand on your shoulder. <laughs> Steve, Steve just got up and walked. He said, I can't do with this. And he's got up and walked out. And this, this chap says to me, your mum's saying to you, sort your life out. I mean, Steve was going through a bad time then. She would sort your life out. She's, she's always, she'll always be there for you. And then, and then he, he just went then. He, he got up and he went away. I came back. I told Steve. He did believe it because he heard it. So in the, anyway, because long story short, we went. We, we was going home, so we went outside to get a taxi to go home, and we was waiting for this taxi. And this, these, there was these men out there, and Steve was talking to them. And, and Steve says, "Blame it, that bloke's weird in there, isn't it?" And this chap says, "Which bloke?" Said that bloke was talking to us. In the meantime, Steve had says to this chap, "Oh, do you come to this pub often?" And he says, "Yeah." And he said, "I'm here every day. I'm a regular." And that was it. So anyway, we were sitting outside waiting for the taxi. He was talking to these these chaps. Uh, and Steve says to these chaps, isn't that man? I don't even know what his name was, if I'm honest. Uh, he said he's a bit weird, isn't he? And, and these chaps said, yeah. He said, that man that he's talking to, I've never seen him before. He said, well, he told me that he was regular. I said, no. He said, it's the first time he's ever been in here. And that was it. So we were freaked out. Steve says to the taxi driver, get me home quick. And it, and Steve must have believed it because when we come back, back home, when we went out, he told everybody about it. He said, mm-hmm. it, and it's the first experience that he'd ever had. Because he, cause he, he mentioned Rose, which is my mum's name, and he mm-hmm. got my dad's birth did on. So I don't know what that was. I just it, don't know what that it, was. It was it was him like needing you to believe him before he told you what yeah, what the message yeah. was, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's Steve, weird that he Steve sounds like um dad. Dad's always like don't oh, believe yeah. don't believe, but he freaks out about it. If you yeah, don't believe, why are you freaking out? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of men like that, they don't believe me anyway, do they? But he, he's, I mean, when we used to always have like, talk about it, and, oh, God, a lot of rubbish. Whether he's experienced it since anyway or before, I don't know. But that was the first experience he ever had with someone saying someone's name and they were standing, because he said, the woman standing behind you, she's got her hand on your shoulder. That freaked him out. And 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 when, she, when he says Rose, he knew, where would he get Rose? I mean, it's not a, like a common name, like Kate or whatever mm-hmm. it's rose you know what i mean it's, it's it's an unusual name then it was anyway so uh we know well you know my mum name was rose anyway so yeah so that was another experience i'm here with my second cousin layla who is only just turned 13 right mm-hmm yeah. yeah. And we, when I was talking to her dad, my cousin, uh, Adam, he was like saying she's had experiences that he didn't even hear about and you were just completely unfazed by them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. So what, what happened? Okay. So about a month ago, like on the night of my birthday, I was in bed trying to get to sleep because I had school the next morning and I was in my bed because I have a double bed. Like I had, there's like one side kind of free because I only sleep on the one side. Okay. Uh, and I, I couldn't like pull the blanket. Like it was like something was on it. And then obviously I like got out of bed to see what it was because I couldn't pull it. And then my TV was completely off and it started making like these weird noises. Like, I don't know how to explain it. At first, I thought it was a voice, and I was, like, scared, obviously. Uh, but then I just realised it was my TV making, like, these absolutely really weird noises. And I tried to go back to sleep, and I couldn't pull it again. I don't know what was wrong, but I could pull it when I was, like, out of my bed. 
for some reason, I literally couldn't put it in. It wasn't tucked in, wasn't anything. And then I heard the TV noise again. The TV was completely switched off at the plug, but there was nothing, like there was no connection. And then I have pictures like along my window because I have quite a big window because I have a bay window. I have pictures of like my family and friends. And then I have one of my nan who sadly passed away two years ago and it just fell and like fell on the floor and yeah that's my story <laughs> N- nanny june yeah nanny june she just fell for some reason and like there was no wind all the windows were shut like literally nothing and it just fell out of nowhere but none of the others fell which was quite weird interesting so the the, the <laughs> noises that came out of the tv was it like static or like i like it, it wasn't even anything like that I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like a weird noise. But like it was coming from the TV because I could hear it. Like nothing was like nothing's around my TV. I could just hear it coming from that place. But even though it was completely switched off at the book, I don't get it. So did you see the, the photo fall that night itself or when you woke up the next day? Uh, no. Did you still feel scared at that point or did you feel like, oh, like familiar maybe? Yeah, I didn't feel scared because I knew that the TV wasn't a voice because obviously, yeah, I just knew it wasn't a voice. And then it obviously fell. I was a bit like shaken, mm-hmm. but like I knew I had to get up for school in the morning. So I just thought, oh, I'll just leave it and uh, I can talk about it tomorrow. When I actually woke up, it was like lying down, which was quite strange as well because I put it back up. <laughs> Oh, yes, it must have fell again while I was asleep or something like that. Maybe she was coming to say happy birthday. Yeah, that's what was quite strange because it was on my birthday. It wasn't like a like, regular day. It was on my birthday. Was that the first time something like that happened, though? No, like I have a little story. A week before that, um, when... I went to the toilet because I was watching TV and I went to the toilet and it was about like before bedtime as well. So I turned off all my plugs and everything and then I came back in and my remotes weren't where they normally are. Mm-hmm. Like I put them like on the TV stand, but they were on back of my bed, which is quite strange. Oh. So I, yeah. And then uh, also my, because um, I have a sofa in my room, like in the corner of my room, my bed's over the other side. One of my teddies uh, I got was like flung all the way up across the room. It was like on the floor, like beyond my bed point and I didn't really get that because I literally it was on um the sofa when I went to the toilet oh wow mm-hmm. did that not freak you out though no I just thought like my brother had been in and like done something stupid because he don't like sometimes he likes to like mess around Brothers. but like yeah so I, I went I went into the room and, and he wasn't even there he went to the shop while, while I was in the toilet that I didn't even know and he, when he came back he said nah I didn't touch your stuff and I believe him <laughs> Has anything ever happened like when Nanny June was still with us? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's like some of like the like first times I've encountered like ghosts or like mm. stuff like that. So yeah, when Nanny June was near, like no, nothing ever happened like that. So how do you how do you feel about all of this stuff? Like, do you? Because I know like with your dad's generation and everything, like mm. we all kind of like quite strongly believe in it. But I, this is the first time that I've been speaking to like your generation, which is basically <laughs> my second cousins, the kids yeah. of my actual cousins. So yeah. how do you feel about it all? I quite like it. Like I like to watch stuff on TV about ghosts. I like ghost films. Um, Sometimes I watch them with dad and yeah, I'd like it. I don't think it's like scary at all. And do you, do you think like it? you have like some kind of uh, feeling sometimes Sometimes that maybe other people don't. Uh, sometimes, like I, on the rare odd occasion or something, like I'd think something and then it would happen, like oh. stuff like that. But yeah, like only like little things, not like massive things, but stuff like like got little things mm. but all after nanny june um has passed away like nothing happened before 
Have you spoken to your brother about it? Sometimes like, he says he feels some stuff, but he hasn't really like gone into depth or anything like that. Mm, okay, yeah, because now I'm curious. I'm curious about like <laughs> what what you guys uh have experienced or felt because I didn't I didn't think of asking uh you guys until your dad said like you've had experiences. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it, it it has passed all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good that you weren't scared or anything when it happened. Yeah, I wasn't scared. I was just thinking about school and getting up in the morning. <laughs> Life must go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, are those the only two that you, like, really experienced? This is one of the first times, actually, that I've experienced, like, kind of strange things. Um, but, like, my... Um... Uh, I'll, like my, I've got like a massive uh, bay window so there's like quite a few windows on there and like all the windows were shut because like it was it was last year but it was in like November time so it's like quite cold here when it's mm-hmm. um, like that I can imagine. Um, so um, it, it was like snowing one of the days as well but this wasn't the day it was snowing and all my windows were shut because I wanted to keep the warm in um, and like my blinds were open because it was like in the middle of the day mm-hmm. like kind of but I had been to a sleepover the previous night and sleepovers sometimes you don't get a lot of sleep because um, <laughs> we were talking and that so when I got home I was quite tired so I was trying to go to sleep again like the other time but I thought I'd just leave the blinds open because I can sleep in the dark or the light and I felt like this breeze come through my door was shut like uh, there was no one out in the bedroom like not my cat or anything like that the windows were shut and I just felt this draft come through kind of and it was like quite cold my room was quite warm because obviously had the heating on and I was in quite um like comfy pajamas that were had like long sleeves on long bottoms I don't know how to explain it but as if like someone had like come through the window and like gone out if that makes sense oh I don't know if that makes sense but yeah it was like quite a cold chilling feeling and obviously I got so cold like ice cold the feeling was so obviously yeah I got up but yeah that's what was another one I forgot about until and I looked at the window just <laughs> that was like last year yeah that was um last year in like November kind of time mm. still after nanny June uh passed away mm-hmm. do you ever feel yeah. like maybe she she would come and visit were you close yeah we were really close I was like mm. quite close to her I'd see her like quite a lot it's nice right to kind of like think or oh, maybe she's just yeah. coming to say hi yeah Thanks for thanks for sharing the stories. That's really interesting, especially the one thank with the photograph. You. Yeah, thank you for letting me share them. And with that, we've come to the end of the G Word, a collection of real-life ghost stories. I hope you've enjoyed being spooked this Halloween. And if you're curious to see what everyone looks like, go follow us at the C Word with Callista on Instagram, because I promise you, watching the stories being told is a whole new experience in itself. The C Word with Callista.